This week on Crime World... There was a Republican police from 1920. I mean, the IRA was effectively trying to run an underground government. And actually, there was a crime wave. 1919-1920, there's a wave of bank robberies, post office robberies, robberies of individuals, robberies of pubs in Dublin and in rural areas as well. So the IRA tried to actually clamp down on that. They, on occasion, solving bank robberies and giving the money back to the banks. Now, I'm Nicola Talent, and you can listen to my podcast, Crime World, wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Hello and welcome to the Left Wing. I'm Sinead Kassan. Well, the Ireland team to play Fiji at the Aviva Stadium on Saturday has been named. Now, there are eight changes from the side that started against South Africa last weekend. Jeremy Lockman will make his debut at Lucid Prop uh, with the uncapped pair of Jack Crowley and Keem Prendergast named on the bench. So the team in full, Jimmy O'Brien at full back, Robert Balakoon and Mac Hansen on the wings, Robbie Henshaw and Stuart McCluskey in the centre, Joey Carberry and Jemson Gibson Park at halfback. Now, there's a front row of Lockman, Rob Herring and Tyg Furlong. Kieran Treadwell and Tyg Byrne are in the second row and Caelan Doris, Nick Timoney, Jack Conan in the back row. On the bench are Dan Sheehan, Keen Healy, Tom O'Toole, Keen Prendergast, Max Stegan, Craig Casey, Jack Crowley and Gary Ringrose. Now I'm joined by Keen Tracy, rugby writer with the Irish Independent. Well Keen, we knew on Wednesday that Tyg Furlong had recovered from an ankle injury and will captain Ireland for the first time, which is a really inspired choice by Andy Farrell. What is your overall impression of the team generally that Andy has named for Saturday? It's exciting, Sinead. Um, much stronger than I think I, many people probably would have expected. I kind of felt like that at the start of the window. Andy Farrell and his coaching staff probably would have sat down and in an ideal world would have mapped out their teams. And I'm not sure if they would have went this strong. I think when you look at it, I think the A game has had a big knock-on effect for a lot of guys um, you look at someone like Gavin Coombs who's going to play for Munster tonight I'm, he's a guy who you'd imagine would have been penciled into play injuries have obviously played a part of that like the likes of Joe McCarthy Kieran Frawley but I think Andy Farrell is sending out a bit of a message here I think like a lot of guys got their chance in the A game last week albeit against a very very strong All Blacks 15 but they didn't take their chance and I think the standards have been set now by the the first choice team, if that's what you want to call it. And even if it is against tough opposition, if you don't meet those standards, then you're not going to get your opportunity. So from that end, I actually like that message that Andy Farrell is sending out. You know, we we always praise him for the kind of the culture he's created within the squad. It's more relaxed, but he's got a rootless side to him as well. And I think that's part of why Ireland have been so successful. So I really like the team. Um what I like about it as well is that guys, inexperienced guys who have been put in have generally been put in with experienced guys. So I think that's something that Leinster always do really, really well. They don't just drop loads of kids into the team at the same time, generally speaking. Um, they pair them up with, with experienced guys and, you know, you don't want to throw them in the deep end. And I think when you go through the team, Sinead, you can see that... Um, I think, you know, Joey Carberry, he's obviously not young or inexperienced, but getting a chance to play, I think, with Gibson Park is really important as well. I was expecting Craig Casey to be involved, I don't, or to be starting. I don't know if he kind of paid the price for, for last weekend. It didn't go well for him, but it was very tough for him behind a, a beaten pack, you'd have to say. Um, guy like Jeremy Lockman, you know, he gets to scrummage with Tyg Furlong, Kieran Treadwell in the second row with Tyg Byrne. And then Nick Timoney goes in the back row with Caelan Doris and Jack Conan. So I, I think there's a lot to like from Andy Farrell's approach here. What do you think? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, especially that back line. We're going to look at out half just in a second, but 
First start for Jimmy O'Brien at full back. Really glad to see Robert Balakun as well get another chance on the right wing because, you know, not much ball really seemed to come his way against South Africa. And Mac Hansen, obviously, on the other wing. Robbie Henshaw back from injury as well. And Stuart McCluskey, he was saying even in the press conference yesterday, the more games he gets, the better he becomes. Really, it's really good to see him back in the centre again. Yeah, because you were absolutely gutted. I think we spoke about it in the, the post-match podcast that we did last week. We, you were gutted to see him go off and it looked like he had broken his arm and he was speaking about it yesterday. He thought he had broken his arm as well, but it turned out to be, um, I can't remember what type of nerve he said now, but some a, a nerve thing basically that it got trapped and he lost all feeling in his hand. But he was, you know, walking off the field thinking he was going to be out for the next three months. So to be able to play a week later is pretty phenomenal, man. It's brilliant as well that he gets a chance to play with Robbie Henshaw. That's another guy, you know, who I would say, if they had put in a a less experienced centre there that's been I think one of the criticisms that people would have had about Stuart McCloskey's previous caps is that apart from his debut against England all those years ago he hasn't had a chance to play with the first team and while he was on the pitch last weekend against South Africa he was outstanding now he had that big break but most of his good work was done defensively but we didn't really get to see properly what he's capable of with his offloads and stuff and this game against Fiji I think will much more lend itself to that so he's made a a brilliant recovery and uh, exciting to see how he gets on because he certainly didn't look out of place last weekend at all did he? Yeah no he was really impressive in the time that he was on the pitch for look out half is always a talking point Um, as expected really Johnny Sexton is rested Joey Carberry starts Uh, it's his first start since the win over Italy in the Six Nations he of course started against France in Paris as well how would you describe and of course he closed out those games all those three tests in New Zealand how would you describe Joey's form coming into this one? He closed out the game last weekend as well, albeit for a few minutes. He, he's making a real knack of uh, being part of the, the big victories. Um, look, it's been patchy, but I always say this when we're when we're talking about Joey Carberry. The, the monster pack he's playing behind have just been nowhere near the required standards. And I feel like he almost gets judged unfairly. Now, there's no... There's no doubt he hasn't been hitting the heights and you would expect more from your out half. But I think Munster have been, you know, struggling so much this season and last season, to be fair, that it's very difficult to, you know, to to impress with that. He's obviously had his injury problems. I I thought he was pretty good in Paris during the Six Nations when he played, when he came on. Usually that night. Yeah, like, and that was a massive, massive occasion. And the type of game, you know, big physical French men throwing himself at him. Of course, he knows all about how physical Fiji are because didn't he break his arm against him the last time they were in Dublin? So um, it's a it's a big opportunity for, for him to, to impress. I think, you know, Jack Crowley's on the bench. He's going to make his debut alongside Keen Prendergast is going to make his debut and Jeremy Lockman. But Jack Crowley is the next cab off the rank now. And like with all new shiny new things, there's so much excitement around them. But I think Jack Crowley has already overtaken Ben Healy and Munster as a second choice out half. And he's going to put serious pressure on Joey Carberry as well. I know Mike Prendergast and Graham Rountree really like what uh, Jack Crowley's about. And you can't say the same for Johan Van Graan. He just didn't he didn't fit the profile that he was looking for. He much preferred Ben Healy because he had he has a massive boot and he's a reliable goal kicker and that kind of suited the South African style of play. But Jack Crowley he certainly has um i think offers something different and it was interesting to see him um running the water last week and even involved in the warm-up and i was talking to i had this thought myself but i was actually talking to a former out half uh during the week and he said that the fact that jack crowley was even trusted to to deliver messages in a game of that magnitude because obviously he was hooked up to an earpiece with the with the ireland coaches said an awful lot about 
his character and his ability to deliver a message to someone like Johnny Sexton, because he's basically sending down messages from Mike Cat, Andy Farrell, whoever it may be. Um, so I think already the Ireland coaches have been really impressed. And you'd have to say as well that for all the, the emerging Ireland tours, South Africa got criticised from a lot of people. He success from that, wasn't he? Yeah, like, yeah, it really was. There's a few guys... Um, have really put their hand up from that. He, he's he been the major one because obviously he hasn't featured. So it's been a rapid rise for, for him over the last, you'd say, kind of few months, really. Um, yeah. But I'm very interested to see how he gets on as well. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, like he was third choice at Munster last season, had the Emerging Ireland Tour. He had that performance against Leinster, started against Ulster on the bench at the RDS last Friday and now on the bench uh, for Ireland. Do you remember this time last year when Andy Farrell said, I think it was before the Japan game, so was it Joey Carberry start? Harry Byrne on the bench and he kind of rallied them to try and knock Johnny Sexton off his perch. You know, I am sure that, as you say, you know, that Joey Carberry will be fairly feeling the breath of uh, of Crowley on his neck going into this game. Yeah, and like there's times where you kind of want to shake Joey Carberry and say, you know, show a bit more. And while it's not going to be the kind of Ronan O'Gara, Johnny Sexton <clears throat> rivalry because they're two very different characters, You'd like to see a bit more about him, but maybe he has been comfortable over the last couple of years in the Munster setup. And now you have a, a young guy who really looks like he can push on. And yeah, you're right. So he'll be looking over his shoulder. And there's no doubt that Joey or Jack Crowley is going to get game time uh, at some stage. It'll be interesting to see if um, if Andy Farrell decides to move Joey Carberry to fullback um, rather than take him off because he did that in the Argentina game last year as well. Because I, I do th- still think that is... An option, and it'll be very interesting to see going forward if they look at that again. Obviously, he played. Uh, was it against Connacht? Maybe I'm not thinking off the top of my head at fullback earlier this season. Um, but that was more down to a case of injuries and players being unavailable. But there's no doubt Ulster. that Andy Farrell against Ulster, 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 yeah, Park, yeah. You're right, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's no doubt that Andy Farrell still sees that as a, a potential option. And when you're when you're looking at a World Cup squad, you want guys to be able to fill into different positions just look at Jimmy O'Brien last week how well did he did at outside centre now he's going to get a start at fullback where you'd have to say he's much more comfortable so these things all play into you know Andy Farrell's thinking but if Jack Crowley can come on and whatever if he gets 20 minutes half an hour and if he can make an impression it's going to make the season it's going to be real could be a real turning point for Munster season as well if you have two out halves kind of going head to head and um, I'm working on a piece on Jack Crowley for Saturday's paper and like everyone who I've spoken to in Bandon um, and with Cork Con and stuff you know they always said they all have said to me like that he is utterly utterly determined in his mindset so um, I think he's going to be one to watch over the next few weeks and months Well sure Ron Nogara wanted him so I mean that's exactly, yeah. in itself He's a pretty good judge of character <laughs> good judgment out half Pretty good alright um, Yeah I'm really excited to see Jimmy O'Brien as well at fullback I have him nailed on already for my World Cup squad because his versatility and the way he just eased himself into international rugby last weekend was so impressive. You mentioned as well Jeremy Lockman, huge day for him, named at loose head. Um, he played obviously for Ireland twice in the non-cap matches against the Maori All Blacks in July and he was in the uh, Ireland A last Friday as well in their defeat to New Zealand. What will Andy Farrell be looking for from him? I think he really fits the kind of athletic profile of what he wants from his props. And you can see how comfortable uh, Jeremy Lockman is on the ball in terms of playing those link passes out the back to Jack Crowley or whoever it is. And he's made massive progress in Munster as well. He's another guy who you'd say perhaps didn't quite fit what Johan van Rand was looking for. But I think in terms of like Mike Prendergast's attacking shape that Jeremy Lockman has probably, you'd have to say, become Munster's first choice loose head now. And he was up for media yesterday. We have a piece in today's paper and online. He's got a really interesting um, 
backstory. He was born in in America and he could have played for the USA Eagles. They were they were mad keen for him to to come and play, uh, but he turned it down and, you know, he, he followed his dream, basically. So he spent his first four years of his life in America. Then until he was 12, he lived in Kent in England. Then he moved to a tie and then he moved to Black Rock for school. And since the during the pandemic, obviously gone to Limerick then, and then his parents have actually and all his family have moved out of Ireland as well. They've sold up the family home in a thigh. So he's on his own here making making a name for himself. And it's a massive opportunity. And I think he's another guy who benefited hugely. Obviously, he was really unlucky to get that serious head injury in the first um, Maori game in the summer. But he's made big, big strides, I would say, over the last few months and you know he he was actually one of the few I thought who went well in the A game last week um and again that to me is a sure sign that Andy Farrell I mean Andy Farrell and the Ireland coaches didn't take on that game the night before they were playing the Springboks without putting a lot of stock in it so I think you can clearly see that he is trying to send out a message to his players so the likes of Jeremy Lockman did quite well in that game so he's earned his start on the back of what he's done in the summer so uh, other guys will be you know kicking themselves that they didn't take their opportunity even someone like Craig Casey like I mentioned he probably won't get a start now at all this month because you'd imagine Jameson Gibson Park will play next week and while you can understand Jameson Gibson Park needs the the game time because he hadn't played this season you could also say the same thing about Hugo Keenan yet Jimmy O'Brien did so well last week that Hugo Keenan you know Andy Farrell feels comfortable enough to leave him out of the team so um, I think it's interesting one thing to to note Nate about the team is Ireland don't have um, from what I can tell anyway anyone covering Locke um, on the bench which is is very strange because he Andy Farrell definitely has fit locks. I know the yeah. likes of uh, Gavin Thornbury was training um, this week. Now I thought he was another guy who who led an opportunity passing by last week. So um, to go into a game without a, a backup lock is interesting. But again, it goes back to my point where I think he's sending a message to guys going because he definitely could have picked you know a, a likes of Gavin Thornbury, but because he, he didn't go well last week, he's saying, well, you missed your opportunity, and now you have Kean Prendergast is named in the 19 jersey but I'm not sure if he's played much lock before you have Max Deegan similar enough I mean Caelan Doris could he go there so um, it's an interesting tactic but I kind of like that rootless streak from him yeah, and Gary Ringwell's on the bench as well. You know, obviously to cover wing, because uh, he showed with Leinster how well he can play on the wing. What do you make up make of the makeup of the back row? Caelan uh, Doris at six, Nick Timoney at seven and Jack Conan at eight. I like it. I, I I think what I said earlier, you know, Nick Timothy isn't being thrown in with two other rookies here. I'm very, I have to say, I'm very surprised to see Caelan Doris uh, involved in this game, just as I'm surprised to see Tyke Furlong. Tyke Furlong, you can probably understand a little bit more. I think he, he was saying in the press conference yesterday, he's he's only played 280 minutes because he came off at halftime in the in the Connacht game at the sports ground as well. So he's only played two halves of, of rugby this season. So you can definitely understand him being involved. But Caelan Doris, the amount of punishment that he took last weekend, but also dished out. I'm I'm shocked that his body isn't in ribbons, to be honest with you. Now it's it's a great boost to have him there, but I just don't really see the value in in playing him in a game like this. He obviously moves back to six. I think we've seen now, even last week again, that number eight is he's at his best when he's when he's at number eight because he can get on the ball, he can get involved in in the play. But it's a big opportunity for Jack Conan. You know, he's had a bit of a stop start to the season. I mean, it's. It's mad to think when you look back to last year, he was the starting lines number eight and was absolutely outstanding. Probably, arguably the, be- the best player, I would say, on that tour, which was obviously disappointing from from um, from a spectacle point of view. But he did so, so well. And then he only gets on for, I think it was like 12, 14 minutes in the Aviva last week, like just over a year later. So 
it shows you that that's probably a lesson in what can happen between now and the World Cup, how quickly things can change. So I think he'll definitely be out to, to make a big impression. And by Andy Farrell picking such a strong team as well, I think it shows respect to Fiji because they're not going to be any pushovers. I think Vern Cotter has got a bit more of an edge about them. You know, we know they're going to throw the ball around in classic Fiji style and it would be brilliant to watch. But I think up front, they, they have a bit more about them as well. It'll be interesting to see, you know, in terms of the set piece battle in the scrum because I think Andy Farrell would want to see the likes of Jeremy Lockman be tested because Fiji obviously wouldn't be renowned for their, their scrummaging prowess, but he'll want to see Jeremy Lockman put under pressure in much the same way that someone like Finley Bielan was last week and he came off the bench and look at his reputation has just gone through the roof now on the back of that so there's big opportunities for lots of these guys and I think other guys are kind of just ticking over trying to get minutes into their legs before you'd, you'd imagine they'll be involved in the Australia game next week. Okay, so just before we wrap, because you have to go to that Andy Farrell press conference, always the challenge with these kind of games is that when there are changes, is that uh, the cohesion of the team can can change uh, or can be affected. So do you think he's got that right here because, you know, he, he's keeping a lot of those, uh, some of those players from last week as well? Yeah, and I think that like you're, you're spot on, Sinead. I think there there's a probably a, a bigger point here is that he doesn't want to Andy Farrell doesn't want to make a uh, 15 changes and then all of a sudden you lose the momentum that you've built up last week, but also from the summer. Like you look at the, Ireland's last three results have been two wins over the All Blacks and a win over South Africa. So there's no doubt that they want to finish this month with a with a clean sweep and going into the Six Nations you know, feeling good about themselves and like that's the really the the kickstart into the, the World Cup. So um I think he has got the right balance. I think it's it's brilliant to see Robert Balakun and Mac Hansen get another shot. Obviously, Mac Hansen scored the try last week, but it was it wasn't a game where there was lots of space. And Robert Balakun, I thought, really defended well. And that's one of his the sides of his games that doesn't really get spoken about that often. But he's a really really good defender. Uh, but you'd imagine there'll be a bit more space uh, on Saturday and it'll be brilliant to get to, you know, for him to show everyone again what he's all about because he has pace to burn. So, yeah, I think there is, there's 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 good cohesion, I would say, throughout the team. You look at the back row, Kieran Treadwell coming in, another guy who gets a chance to, you know, build on his impressive d- displays in the summer where he was the real bolter. He, he, you know, Ian Henderson was another guy who was back training this week. Obviously, you know, he probably wasn't deemed fit enough to, to be involved will be interesting to see if he makes a late push to be involved against Australia next weekend but the reality is if Kieran Treadwell goes well from the start he's been an excellent impact player off the bench so you'd imagine he hasn't really done much to to not merit his place and that probably rounds off the my initial point about this Sinead Andy Farrell wants people to take their opportunities and if they don't you're not going to be involved and for so long under the Joe Schmidt era I, I was certainly one of the people criticizing the fact that certain players got too comfortable and regardless of form you knew they were going to be in the team and I don't think you could say the same about um, this Andy Farley the Andy Farley and I think that's hugely positive for Irish rugby Absolutely and hopefully we will see uh, loads of space this, as well this weekend Great stuff Keen. thanks for that Now we'll be back after the Ireland-Fiji game on Saturday with a podcast to review that game so keep an eye out for that Bye for now <laughs>